0: Welcome back to another episode of the Fun Size Podcast. Today, I am doing a book review. And I know you're probably thinking, wait, what? Isn't this a health podcast? And yes, I promise this all ties together. But first, story time, because why not? This wouldn't be a fun size podcast without a story. I love sitting down with a good book and escaping reality for a little bit of my day. But for a huge chunk of my 20s, I had stopped reading fiction and I was actually reading a lot, a lot. self-help and professional development books and in the early stages of my relationship with Justin we had discussed how we both like to read and we both like to read fantasy like Harry Potter and The Hobbit and all those super nerdy books and he was like what was the last thing you read and I was like uh um, to be honest I can't remember the last fun fiction book that I read like everything's been super serious Um, like really heavy on business, really heavy on depression, actually. And just like all of kind of those really, yeah, serious books. And so ever since I had that realization, I made a point to read more fiction. So in 2020, you know, this was the year that you had time to do everything. Um, But I read 25 fiction books. And in 2021, I read 20 fiction books and I also read two professional development books and this year I plan to read just as much except with a little bit more focus on the personal and professional development side because I do enjoy learning new things. So the first personal development book that I read this year was Atomic Habits by James Clear which is the book I recently just finished and I wanted to share with all of you today. So just an FYI, I don't plan on doing a book report on every book I read this year, but this one just felt really special and relatable to some of the struggles that my clients and I have. And so as I was reading it, I was highlighting like all the things and I was like, this would make a great podcast. So here we are. The interesting thing here is that what the author, James Clear, has written is not earth-shattering information. Like, it's all stuff we basically already know. But he writes in such a way that it's literally so clear and you're like, oh, duh, like, ah, oh, thank you so much for just breaking it down like that. That you feel, like, so empowered to make the small habits and the small changes for real, like immediately. And I'm speaking from experience here because I already started creating such a good habit for myself even before getting to chapter three. So normally... When I read, it is usually at the end of my workday, about 4.30, 5 o'clock. And it's usually just to kind of decompress and get into home mode because I work from home and I need something to like prompt me to switch my mode. And reading has worked really, really, really well for this. So I got this book. I started chapter one in my normal reading time, so after work. But what I realized is that this professional development book didn't turn my brain down. It actually turned it up. And I started getting all these ideas flowing through my head. And then I didn't really sleep all that night because I was thinking about all the things. So Feeling super inspired by the first chapter, I began taking the necessary steps to begin a new habit for myself. So instead of scrolling mindlessly on my phone as I drink my coffee in the mornings, for the last several weeks, what I've been doing is actually getting out my gratitude journal, starting there, takes less than five minutes, and then switching over to reading a few pages in this Atomic Habits book. Luckily, each chapter in this book is pretty short, so I've actually been reading one chapter a day, and it's really nice because I can just, like, really focus on on that chapter and not feel overwhelmed. And I will admit that this is a very, very slow way to read a book, and I could have easily finished this book within a week if I would have just read more at a time. But what I like doing about it this way is that I got a little bit of that information, and was able to reflect on it and think about it like all day long through my workday rather than feeling overwhelmed by all the info and all the things that I could do with it. Now that I finished this book, I've actually continued the habit with another book, and I plan to continue on after that too. This new book that I'm reading actually has much longer chapters, but I'm still sticking with the habit of only reading a few pages at a time. And the nice thing is I have been using my coffee to let me know when it's time to move on with my day. Like as soon as I finish that last sip in my mug, I know I need to finish up the next page or so and get going. And because I've been journaling and reading in the mornings, I found that I have not been scrolling on Instagram and I cannot, cannot even begin to explain to you how freeing that feels. Like at first, it was so hard to not pick up my phone first thing in the morning as I usually do. Like I would usually roll out of bed, go to the bathroom, come back, get my phone and be like on my phone as I would walk down the stairs. It was so bad. And when I first started to do this habit, I actually had to leave my phone plugged in upstairs for the first week of creating this habit to ensure that I would journal and then read and not just pick up my phone. So after a few weeks of doing so, I realized that by having this routine, I literally do not check my notifications now until after the gym, which is usually about 8, 8.30 or so. And that has been so nice because I can take my time and focus on me without feeling like I need to rush to get home to get all the things done that I need to do in my day. Because as the saying goes, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And if you listen to my rant episode 99 about feeling out of alignment, one of the things that's been a goal of mine since then has been to set boundaries for myself in my business and my personal life. And to be honest, it was a very yucky feeling at first because I don't want to tell my clients that I'm not available. Like I want to be there for my clients at all times. I've always said to my one-on-one clients to message me at any time, 24-7, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. But reality is that's not fair to me because that means I'm always basically on call and always working. So it was scary to me to set my working hours in a new contract because I don't want my clients to feel like they can't reach me and that they're totally on their own in certain parts of the week. But that's kind of what I thought that I had to do based on all the kind of businessy boundary things that I was reading. But it turns out I don't actually have to go that far all that fast. So too often, we convince ourselves that massive success requires massive action, and we put pressure on ourselves to make some earth-shattering changes or improvements. But all it really takes is just being 1% better. All I really have to do is change that phrase from message me anytime and I'll get back to you as soon as possible to message me anytime and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Which allows my clients to still message me anytime 24-7 without feeling like they're bothering me on my off hours and I can get back to them anytime I feel that I can and I feel that it's good for me. So improving by this 1% isn't particularly notable, like sometimes it's not even noticeable, but it can be so much more meaningful in the long run. And the difference a tiny improvement like this can make over time is absolutely astounding. So taking this and doubling it with my new morning routine that I've created, I feel like I've established really solid boundaries that don't actually feel as yucky as I thought they would because they are so, so small, but the impact they deliver over the months and over the years will be enormous because they already have shown that way. And this is what this book really helps you see and understand is that all big things come from small beginnings. Like he writes this, if you save a little money now, you're not a millionaire. If you go to the gym three days in a row, you're still out of shape. If you study Mandarin for an hour tonight, you still haven't learned the language. We make a few changes, but the results never seem to come quickly. So we slide back on into our previous routines. But just imagine, if you were to keep going, you'd eventually be a millionaire. You'd be in shape and you'd learn the language. And this concept holds true for the opposite as well. So if you repeat that 1% error day after day, those small errors will create toxic results. Like if you were to eat one unhealthy meal today, the scale isn't going to move that much. But if you eat one unhealthy meal day after day after day, it most likely is going to go up. So success is the product of daily habits, not the once in a while occurrences and not the once in a lifetime transformations. You get what you repeat. And we all know this. It's not totally new rocket science. But to read this book and to have it broken down into these smaller chunks and these smaller digestible pieces is what makes this concept so powerful. So my favorite thing in this entire book is probably how James Clear describes what progress is really like. I'm going to read you out of the book here. He says, imagine that you have an ice cube sitting on the table in front of you. The room is cold and you can see your breath. It's currently 25 degrees. Ever so slowly, the room begins to heat up. 26 degrees, 27, 28 The ice cube is still sitting on the table in front of you. 29 degrees, 30, 31, still nothing has happened. Then 32 degrees, the ice begins to melt. One degree shift, seemingly no different in the temperature increases before it, has unlocked a huge change. Breakthrough moments are often the results of many previous actions which build up the potential required to unleash a major change. This pattern shows up everywhere. Cancer spreads 80% of its life undetected and then takes over the whole body in months. Bamboo can barely be seen for the first five years as it builds extensive roots underground before exploding 90 feet into the air within six weeks. This is one of the core reasons why it's so hard to build habits that last. People make a few changes, fail to see a tangible result, and decide to stop. You think, I've been running every day for a month, so why can't I see any changes in my body? Once this kind of thinking takes over, it's easy to let good habits fall by the wayside. But in order to make a meaningful difference, habits need to persist long enough to break through this plateau. This plateau is what he calls the plateau of latent potential. And so if you find yourself struggling to build a good habit or break a bad one, it is not because you lost your ability to improve. It's often because you have not yet crossed the plateau of the latent potential. And oh my freaking God, it couldn't be more true, right? Like you're just reading that you're like, oh yes, like it's not brand new science, but you're like, the way you explain that is just like, oh, I get it. And I can't tell you how many times I've started a cut phase and didn't see anything at first and then after weeks or even months of hardly noticing anything at all, it all just seems to snowball all at once and you're just like, you know, like all this hard work finally paid off. That's where that phrase comes from. But the only way that can happen is by being consistent with those habits and repeating them over and over and over again so that they can all add up. So The author writes to forget about goals and to focus on systems instead, and I couldn't agree more because goals are the results you want to achieve, right? Systems are the processes that lead to those results. Think about it. If you were to completely ignore your goals and focus just on your system, would you still succeed? I think you would. But if you ignored your system and focused on your goal only well, then you'd probably just have a dream. Goals are so good for setting a direction, but systems are best for making progress. But to take it even one step further, achieving a goal only changes your life momentarily. When you solve problems at the results level, you only solve them temporarily. In order to improve for good, you need to solve problems at the systems level which leads me to a client story. I have this amazing, amazing client who has just blown me away and she's about to finish up her 16 weeks with me. But first I have to tell you a little bit of her background to give you the overall picture of the type of person that we're talking about here. So she was a D1 athlete. So being a very high achieving, disciplined person already runs in her nature without the goal of game day she didn't exactly have a system for normal life after sport and while she totally stayed active through things like crossfit and taekwondo she ended up gaining some weight and feeling uncomfortable in her own skin because she didn't feel like she looked like an athlete anymore And that's about when we started working together. I helped her establish a system of counting macros and, of course, aligning her fitness programming with those macros. And she has been consistently dropping weight ever since. Week after week, like for context, she's lost over 15 pounds in 15 weeks and her calories are still pretty damn high. And I'm so proud of her. It it sounds completely mind-blowing, but that's what can happen when you have the right system. About nine or 10 weeks into her programming, she was competing in her very first weightlifting competition through her CrossFit gym. And she did this just for fun, just to give herself something to work towards. And as an athlete, I can completely understand that. It does feel nice to have that goal. So she did extremely well for her first competition, and she's excited to do another one in the fall. But about a week before the event, she confessed to me that she was afraid for what happens after the competition because she felt like she had nothing to work towards anymore. And I was like, well, we still have about a month left of working together, so I'll be here for you and we can even turn it up a notch and really finish out the program strong and kind of just like have a different focus instead of having this competition focus. And she was like, that sounds great. That's awesome. Well, on Friday, she was basically like, help, my motivation is slipping. I need to find another thing to keep me motivated. And the thing is, many people think they lack motivation, but what they really lack is clarity. So I told her this, motivation comes and goes like the wind. As an athlete, she's probably relied on it to work towards her goals, whether that's game day, her recent competition, or this program. And the thing that's different about my program versus competition or sport is that my program doesn't require motivation because it's ongoing real life. Yes, it's 16 weeks and her 16 weeks is quote unquote ending really soon, but the habits and the strategies that she's established for herself shouldn't end after the 16 weeks. Those should continue going long after. So I don't think the answer for her is finding another thing to keep her motivated I think the answer is to learn how to let go of relying on motivation and keep developing those healthy habits and decisions long after we finish. So all this to say, yes, aesthetic and fitness goals are great to have. But for most of us, the point of those goals is to just be healthy overall and enjoy life, right? True long-term health is less about goal setting and more about systems building, And this seems like the very best place to leave one last final quote that I highlighted in this book, which is, when you fall in love with the process rather than the product, you don't have to wait to give yourself permission to be happy. So if you're having trouble changing your habits, whether that's establishing good ones or removing bad ones, I highly encourage you to grab this book, read it in its entirety, take it slow. I got a hard copy off of Amazon so that I could highlight and underline all the things that really spoke to me. And then I can go back and kind of read them again and really let them sink in. Um, But I do believe there is a Kindle version too, if you prefer that better. So I will link that in the show notes for you. Like I said, really good book. I wish I can require all of my clients to read this before working with me because I think it will set them up to really understand what my program is like. So if you are interested in possibly working with me in the future, I really, really, really would advise you to read this book ahead of time. Read it now, read it this summer, get learning because it's it's truly a very powerful book. So if you enjoy this episode and think a friend will benefit from listening to it, take a screenshot and share it to your stories on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at funsize.nutrition. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. It's no secret that most of my full-length leggings are actually three-fourths cut, and I'm sure you feel my pain. But that's all about to change for both of us, because Lacuna Fit is your new one-stop shop for perfectly proportioned leggings for women under 5'4". My favorite part about these leggings is not just that they're super soft, but they have pockets that easily fit my phone on both sides. But it gets better. The placement of the pockets on the leg is the best I've ever owned. They are literally the perfect spot to pull stuff out without having to stand up and alleviate some of the bunching of the material like I do on other leggings. So I'm sure that you will love these leggings just as much as I do. And you can score 15% off by using code funsize15 at checkout when you go to lacunafit.com.